Hi, third grade friends. It's me again. Um, so we're on a chapter three. So this is our fifth recording. So please make sure you have heard all of them in order. So, so far we had the escape from the splinter cat. We had them deciding to go on. We had them meeting the oink. And then just now the boys were on those gazooks and how they got off. So make sure you're at that point. So this is chapter three of part three. They were glad to be on the move once more. Ben said, Professor, I meant to tell you something. When I was up in the air, I had a quite a good view of the palace. The professor was intrigued. What did you see? There's a long bridge over a deep chasm. Ah, that's good to know. Did you see a path going up the mountain? Yes, it's the same pink trail that we're on now. Tom sniffed the air. I smell something good. Lindy's nose twitched. It's like honeysuckle. A wonderful smile appeared on the professor's face. It is honeysuckle. It's coming on the breeze. He said, I've heard that the Wangdoodle's palace has the perfume of honeysuckle around it all the time. We are getting close. They were almost at the base of the Wangdoodle's mountain. Through a natural rock arc, the pink road wound its way to the summit. They could see the gleaming turrets of the palace above the scudding clouds. Not long now, Professor, said Ben encouragingly. He had no sooner spoken the words than they were echoed by a chorus of soft voices in the surrounding hills. Not long now, not long now, the Professor said distractedly. Fiddlesticks! What is that? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Said the voices, and they grew a little louder. The children moved closer to the professor. They could see nothing to account for the voices, and there was no clue as to where they were coming from. The echoes chased themselves around and around. The professor rubbed his head irritably. This is too much. I mean, a fight is a fight, but the proc goes too far. He raised his voice. Come on out. Come on, whoever you are. Let's see you. Let's see you. Let's see you. Mocked the voices, laughing shrilly. Lindy took the professor's hand, her face white with fear. Ben felt the anger welling up within him. Now stop that, he cried. Stop that. Stop that. Na, 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 na. The voices grew louder yet. And then quite suddenly and with tremendous energy, a large furry creature hurtled out of nowhere and landed on the path in front of the professor who gasped and recoiled with shock. So readers, I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to keep reading. Don't worry. I'm not stopping you here. I want you to make sure that you're getting this image in your mind and creating a movie. This is a really awesome scene. It's actually one of my kind of my favorite scenes. Um, so make sure you're getting your mind ready to do the work. The creature was a bright, billous, billous green with shaggy fur and ape-like features. It had hideous, a hideous grin and displayed a startlingly array of sharp-pointed teeth. It was screaming and dancing up and down, hurling abuse at the professor and the children. Get out of here! Get out! Yeah! Miserable people! Miserable! The Wiffelbird panicked and screamed her traditional, Baby! as a horde of identical creatures swarmed over the hilltops towards them. They were shrieking and skulking and leaping and lurking and saying the most appalling things. 
horrid people, go away. Don't come back another day. Ugly, busy body, sticking your nose in where it doesn't belong. Beastly human, leave this place. We can't stand your silly face. This last remark was directed at the professor. He spoke calmly over the noise of the jeering mob. Children, try not to be frightened. Stand perfectly still and do not answer back. What are these awful things? Ben gasped as one green monster poked his arm with a sharp finger. Awful things! Awful! Awful! yelled the furry horde. They're called swamp gaboons, I think, said the professor. His head was beginning to pound from the noise. Swamp gaboons! Swamp gaboons! Handsome happy crazy loons! The creatures linked arms, completely blocking the archway. They executed a series of precision high kicks, and the sight of them bobbing up and down like a chorus line with their shaggy green fur shaking and shimmying was almost funny. But the abuse was hard to take. One gaboon skipped forward and pushed his face to Tom. Blah! Silly boy! It said, sticking out its tongue and waving its arms. Tom couldn't help himself. He stuck out his own tongue and yelled it back. Blah to you! The swamp gaboon was delighted. Oh, isn't he rude? He screamed and danced away to join his laughing companions. The professor spoke sternly. Thomas, that is not the way to behave. I warned you not to answer back. It only encourages them. The gaboons bunched together and chanted in hideous harmony. We don't care, we don't care, sleek of fur and green of hair, tough of tooth and sharp of nail, legs that kick and arms that flail. Even if you scream and fuss, we've no feelings, can't hurt us. They began hurling twigs and small stones at the professor and the children. Lindy said through clenched teeth, I hate them. I absolutely, positively hate those bullies. They're gross. Rouse, 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 rouse. Oh, isn't she cute? The creatures simpered and sneered. The wiffle bird flew onto Tom's shoulder. She too was disturbed by the shrieking mob and she screamed, Mind your manners! in an angry voice. The swamp gaboons rolled on the ground in delight. Mind your manners! Listen to mommy! Listen to mommy! Lindy could contain herself no longer. She took a step forward. You know what I think, she shouted. I think you're all very, very rude, and you have no right to speak to people like that. One gaboon blew her a loud raspberry. Another stood in its head and wiggled its ears. Lindy, that's enough, said the, sharp, the professor sharply. But Lindy had been pushed too far. If my mummy were here right now, do you know what she'd say to you? <gasps> what would she say? What would your mummy say? A gaboon raced up to her and sat down with crossed legs and a hand under its chin. Lindy scolded. She'd say, it's perfectly all right to think bad things. To think bad things, echoed the gaboon. But you don't have the right to say them. It's not polite. Mummy wouldn't like you at all. And... I wish she was here now. Lindy's thumb went into her mouth and she began to cry. The gaboon pulled a sad face. Aww. The little girl is all upset. See what you've done, fellers. You made her cry. 
Aww. All the gaboons pretended to be sad. They mocked Lindy and each put a thumb in its mouth. One raced up to her and screamed nastily, Serves you right! And then it jumped in the air and ran away. Benjamin was furious now. And until now, he'd been able to control himself. But seeing how cruelly the gaboons were treating, teasing Lindy made him lose all reason. The professor caught him just as he was about to hurl himself upon the offending creatures. Benjamin, control yourself. Lindy, stop that crying. Now listen to me, all of you. The swamp gaboons, feigning interest, crowded around. But as soon as the professor began to speak, they made such a racket, it was hard for the children to understand what he was saying. The Whifflebird said, mind your manners, and that's what we're going to do. The more you respond to the, these miserable creatures, the professor ducked as one of them tried to pull his hair, the more ammunition you give them. Unless we ignore them, we'll never get through. You'll never get through. You'll never get through. You stupid, sloppy, no good human. The gaboons shrieked and formed a line across the archway again. The matter you get, continued the professor, the more they love it. We love it. We love it, roared the furry mob. So we're going to ignore them. I believe that if we do this and concentrate on the important issue, which is why we are here and whom we came to find, said the professor, speaking the words with great emphasis, then I do not think they can stop us. Come on now, stare the creatures down if you have to, but do not respond to them. The children and the professor began to walk slowly towards the arch. Readers, I gotta say, it's one of those lessons I think adults always are telling you, right, about sometimes you have to ignore people and sometimes it's best not to respond. So this is one of those moments where every time they've responded to the swamp kaboons, what have they done back, right? And that sometimes we have to keep those not so nice thoughts in our thought bubbles. Okay, so let's see what happens. Let's see if this works. The swamp kaboons went berserk. Hateful boy, silly girl, monster man, they yelled. They tugged at the professor's clothing and pulled Lindy's hair and pinched Ben and Tom. The professor raised his voice again. I do believe it's going to be fine weather at the top of the mountain, don't you? Ben took the cue. I think you're right, sir. Lindy, can you see the palace up there? Don't you wonder what it's going to be like? I, I, oh, yes, I do, Lindy replied bravely. She was still close to tears, but she put an arm around Ben and said fiercely, ask me something else quick. Well, now, Professor, Lindy wants me to ask her something. Tom, do you have anything to say? Ben had no idea what he was talking about, but just saying things made it easier to ignore the tormenting crowd. They reached the arch and the gaboons went in a frenzy. Don't you dare go through, don't you dare! They bawled. One gaboon with foul breath thrust its face close to Tom. Do you know that you have a silly nose? It hissed. Tom swallowed hard. And the professor said lightly, steady, Tom. You have cauliflower ears too, mocked the gaboon, and crossed eyes and yellow teeth. Thank you so much, Tom managed to say politely. And to his surprise, he felt rather good. The professor tapped a large swamp gaboon on the shoulder with his umbrella. Excuse me, my good fellow, we'd like to get through if you don't mind. Now, Ben, you were saying... He walked past the creature slowly and calmly. It bellowed with anger. Don't touch me, you measly ward. I hate you. It belched loudly in Ben's ear. The boy jumped. A 
but he kept his arms around Lindy and continued to walk beside the professor. Not long now, I think, said the professor encouragingly. See, we're under the arch, and there's the road ahead. Keep your eyes on it, children. Look out! Look out! There's a monster behind you! screamed the gaboons. Don't look back, urged the professor. Your shirt's hanging out, you ridiculous boy! Tom felt something tugging at his pants. He put his hand behind him, and a swamp gaboon grasped his fingers and held them tightly. Tom looked imploringly at the professor. Keep walking, Tom. Even if you drag the creature with you, just keep moving. The swamp gaboon hung on and dug in his heels. It sat down on the road like a sulky child refusing to walk. I'll bite you, it said cunningly. I'll bite your hand off, you nasty boy. Tom felt sharp teeth nibbling at his fingers. It took all of his self-control to overcome his panic, and then he had an idea. He turned quickly and whacked the gaboon sharply on top of its head. At the same time, he pumped the hand that was holding his and said politely, It was such a pleasure meeting you, good old boy. Goodbye. The gaboon was so surprised that it released Tom's fingers, and the boy instantly put both hands in his pockets. Now the swamp gaboons changed their tactics. As the professor and the children walked farther and farther from them, they sobbed and howled and tried all manner of last-minute tricks to gain their attention. Come back! Come back! I was only joking! Take me with you, please! Ouch! I've hurt myself badly! Help! I've broken my finger! I've broken my back! I'll eat worms if you don't turn around. I'll hold my breath until I explode. You'll be sorry when the Wang Doodle hears of this. Their voices began to fade. The professor smiled in a weary triumph. He looked at the children. Well done, my friends. Listen to how truly silly they are. I think they will not bother us anymore. We shall walk a few more yards until we're around the next corner, and then we will relax. For if we don't, I think I shall collapse. I don't recall ever being so exhausted. Wow. So children, those Swamp Gaboons readers were quite nasty. Nasty little creatures. But noticing how not responding to their unkind remarks and ignoring them helped the children and the professor get past them. So, boy, I'm like starting to think like, what else can he hurl at them? I feel like they've been through a lot already on their way to try and find the, to the palace and find the wing doodle, right? This would be a good time. Instead of writing a prediction, draw some pictures. I will start a flip grid tomorrow. I want you to start posting your pictures there. Like just take a quick selfie video of it and explain what you drew and what scene you were thinking about. This book lends itself so well to imagery and um, drawing drawing. So please, I'd love to see what you think the swamp gaboons look like, what you think the gazooks might look like, maybe what it might have looked like to be up a gum tree for Tom and Ben, um, what they might have looked like blowing a huge bubble turning cross-eyed. Um, I can't wait to see your, your pictures. And until next time, have fun.